0: Raising the speed limit on the information superhighway. TalkZone.com
1: TalkZone.com
0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Are you shopping for a more fuel-efficient vehicle? We have an interview you need to hear an auto
2: buying expert says watch out for hidden costs for not only buying a new car but trading in a car there are some significant hidden costs for those who are trading in a vehicle earlier than they would typically
0: then feeling tired lately millions of americans seem to be sleepwalking through the day surprisingly factors such as age or even metabolism can have an effect We'll talk to a medical doctor. There is no simple recipe for everyone. Whatever makes you feel rested, refreshed, and alert the following day is the appropriate amount of sleep for you. Those two stories and much more are coming your way on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack. The weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Rising fuel costs are motivating a lot of people to downsize their cars to smaller, more fuel-efficient models. But rushing into a decision too soon may not save you money. With more, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn?
1: Thanks, Chris. Our guest today on InfoTrack is Jeff Bartlett, Deputy Online Automotive Editor at ConsumerReports.org. Welcome to InfoTrack, Jeff.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: As with most things in life, timing is everything. Why should consumers not rush out to buy a smaller car?
2: Well, in a recent study conducted by Consumer Reports, looking at the owner costs for not only buying a new car, but the impact of trading in a car, we found that there are some significant hidden costs for those who are trading in a vehicle early, that is earlier than they would typically, which we figure is about five years as the average ownership cycle.
1: What elements factor into that extra hidden cost? Well, the most
2: significant cost in vehicle ownership is depreciation. Over five years, depreciation accounts for about 48% of the total cost of the ownership. Then the other piece of the puzzle is the interest. Now, interest makes up about 12% over that same period, and both of these are factors that you tend to forget when you're facing high fuel prices at the pump every week.
1: And what percentage of total operating costs does fuel actually account for?
2: Fuel is about 21% of the total cost and that's the one thing that you see most often but it doesn't amount to the biggest dollar a pile
1: right you're not likely to think about depreciation costs when you're pumping your tank full of $4 a gallon gas for those of us who need a real life example can you compare the yearly operating costs of say an SUV against a Prius what we looked at in the analysis was people trading in
2: for a vehicle that could perform a similar function So we're at people going from essentially a big SUV to a smaller one or a large sedan to a smaller sedan, trying to limit the amount of compromise that the person would have to make, understanding people choose vehicles to satisfy very specific lifestyle needs.
1: Right. I was going to say, because, uh, you know, a family that's used to an SUV for hauling the kids around is going to have difficulty downsizing to, you know, a Civic.
2: Probably one of the easiest popular ones might be looking at SUVs. We started looking at a large SUV and progressing down. Really, the fuel cost is only a couple grand a year, but depreciation for the first year is many thousands of dollars.
1: Consumer Reports now has a guide to green driving available. Tell us about that.
2: We have an entire section dedicated at ConsumerReports.org that helps people get the most fuel economy out of their current vehicle, as well as advise on choosing their next, whether it's new or used, with lists of the most fuel-efficient vehicles in a variety of categories.
1: The Prius is obviously a forerunner when you talk about green vehicles, and people I know that have them swear by them. How do they stack up versus a regular gas engine and the cost per mile?
2: Well, the Toyota Prius has performed very well in our tests, being very reliable, good in safety, and having excellent fuel economy. In fact, it's the fuel economy champ right now, with 44 miles per gallon on average overall in our testing. So there can be significant savings on the fuel, but the car is a little bit more expensive than some others of similar type. The trade-off now, with fuel prices being what they are, The Prius is definitely going to pay for itself in just a a few short years.
1: Is there a break point where it's going to be more cost efficient to go ahead and get that new car even if there is depreciation involved?
2: Everyone's looking at a bit of a moving target. Certainly as gas prices go up, it becomes more desirable to downsize. But at the same point, large vehicles are starting to depreciate at an accelerated rate because, frankly, people aren't looking to buy used large vehicles and dealer lots in many places are becoming saturated. So the tipping point actually depends somewhat on your personal finances and your personal goals. Long-term, downsizing will pay off in that your next vehicle could be less expensive to own per year. However, if your immediate goal is to save money this year, we just suggest you look at the full picture and approach with caution.
1: So bottom line, if you're still paying your car off, it might not be a good time to look at trading it in for a new vehicle. But there are some other ways you can economize to get that cost per mile down.
2: That's right. Drivers can make efforts on their own part to improve the fuel economy of their current vehicle as well as make the most of each trip. When looking to downsize, you do want to look at where are you in your payments and really what are your financial goals. Someone who may only be midterm in their loan, like say year three of a five-year loan, may find that they actually have precious little equity in that model they're considering trading in once the loan is paid off and depreciation is factored. We'd highly recommend that they check the current wholesale price to understand really what is that vehicle worth and take a look at what are the potential gains. Because, of course, for many people, if you trade in a model that has little value, that means that you're looking at probably another couple years' extension of loan payments.
1: As a category, do you see hybrid SUVs gaining traction in the future? Today's hybrid
2: SUVs, for the most part, actually do not deliver significantly greater fuel economy. Some of them, such as the Toyota Highlander, provide tremendous power emphasizing that over maximum fuel economy. So for those looking to truly save at the pump, you might consider a different car type, looking at a conventional car or even a station wagon that's a non-hybrid.
1: On the hybrid cars, though, you have an engine, which is heavy, and you have an additional battery, which adds some weight. So are you sacrificing fuel efficiency for the weight of the vehicle?
2: Well, hybrids do have to propel more weight around, but they're engineered with the right balance to make the most of that. Often there are considerable weight-saving programs in place to help reduce the weight of different body components and so forth to somewhat offset that battery pack.
1: Because you have these two systems, though, a gas and an electric system, does that increase your overall maintenance costs on the vehicle?
2: Hybrid electric vehicles have proven to actually have very similar operating costs and reliability to conventional gasoline-powered vehicles. We've been very impressed with the reliability of some of the most popular models, such as the Toyota Prius.
1: Jeff, any final thoughts on how consumers can get the most out of their miles per gallon? Consumer Reports' advice with
2: buying a new car hasn't changed. As in the past, we always recommend that someone finds a good, reliable, safe model that is the most fuel-efficient in their class. There are certainly fuel-efficient vehicles in every class. If asked, what could I do to make owning a car as expensive as possible? I'd say, well, buy a new car every two or three years. And it's for that very reason that we're encouraging people to reconsider trading in early, because they're going out of their way to make a car more expensive to own rather than less.
1: We've been talking with Jeff Bartlett, Deputy Online Automotive Editor at ConsumerReports.org. And he's giving us a reality check on operating costs of fuel-efficient cars. Once again, Jeff, where's that website listeners can hit if they want to do their own research on what they would like to buy? The Consumer Reports Guide to Driving
2: Green can be found at consumerreports.org slash fuel.
1: Thanks so much for being with us today on InfoTrack. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Taryn McCall.
0: Next, if getting enough sleep seems like a dream to you, we've got an eye-opening interview you must hear. Stay tuned. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.